Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to you all. Good to see everyone here this evening. Amen and amen. If uh, you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 415. Hymn 415, Oh, I Want to See Him. Hymn 415, Oh, I Want to See Him. And then we'll have an opening word of prayer. Hymn 415, Oh, I Want to See Him. Father, as one of many who are here tonight, Lord, who have been saved and, and covered by the blood, Father, we want to see you, Lord, and we look forward to that day where we shall see you face to face. But until then, Father, we're just going to continue to uh, meet here on the midweek worship, Lord, and be re-energized and revived by your Holy Spirit, Father, and more importantly, uh, by your word. 
Lord. So we pray, Father, that you be with our pastor as he brings forth the message that you've pla- uh, placed upon his heart. And, Father, that we may be always not just hearers of your word but doers as well. Uh, we pray, Lord, you be with the uh, teachers and the young people upstairs as, as well and that everything that is done here tonight will go up as a sweet Savior to your nostrils. And we ask this in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated as we turn to hymn 353, hymn 353, saved, saved, hymn 353, hymn 353, saved, saved. If you're glad that you're saved, let it be known by hearty amen. Say so. So, so. Would somebody like to stand up and say so? Go Amen. ahead. Go ahead, Miss Brenda. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Hey. Amen. Good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody else like to say so? Go ahead, Miss Erica. Amen. 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 Amen.
You don't have to stand up. You, you can. Amen. 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 Amen, Miss Erica. Y'all keep praying for Miss Erica. Amen. Uh, I'm glad to see her. How about one more? Somebody else like to say so? Go ahead, Brother Big Nell. Amen. 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 Yep. Yep. Good. Amen. Amen. Yep. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Brother Kevin. Did your hand go up? Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm thankful for that. How about one more? Go ahead, Malachi. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Anybody here not mess up? No, I didn't. I didn't think so. You know, I'm, God is good. God is faithful. Amen. And I'm thankful we serve an awesome God. I mean, if you need a prayer sheet, anybody need one? Just raise your hand real quick. We'll make sure uh, you get one of these. Let um, me encourage you. Pray for our day Sunday that uh, folks will be back, be in their place. I also want to say thank you for choosing that better part tonight. Mm -hmm. Amen. I know it's hot. I know things are going on, but God's still God and worship is still worship. Amen. Amen. And so I'm thankful. So while you're getting those out, let me go over a couple of things for on our on your bulletin. Uh, don't forget now the uh, 11th. Of course, there's a ladies' Bible study that's in your bulletin. Please don't forget about that. Then there's a Cal Appreciation Day as well, Tuesday the 11th for uh, the teenagers. Don't forget about that. And there's a men's sports thing on there. Uh, it says basketball, spike ball, and pickleball. I have no idea what spike ball is, you know, yeah, but basketball, uh, to, that sounds like a twisted knee or, a, you know, a sprained ankle, something like that. I think that's what that means. Uh, pickleball, that's more my style, you know. I think that's kind of slow, isn't it? Kind of like slow tennis or big ping pong, something like that. I've seen it, you know, and heard it. But uh, anyway, if you have any uh, need any information, see Brother DeVito about that as well, okay. Uh, we're getting back to that place where we can maybe uh, get some things going with our uh, with a softball or something like that, you know, in the fall. I, I'm not sure about that. Maybe a soft men or a, 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 a co-ed softball team. Yeah, we, we had one years ago, and our best season was 500. Uh -huh. Amen. Yeah, and we were proud of it, but that was the best one that we had. But we still had a good time. And uh, so, you know, we may look into something like that in the future, uh, but pray about that. Uh, don't forget as well that we started our our uh, debt retirement plan this past Sunday. Uh, so far, we have ju just the cards that have come in, $425 a week above our tithes and offerings and our missions that have been uh, that have been promised to, for the next 18 months. And I'm thankful for that. And uh, you know, we've had some that have given, some that have been giving, and we've uh, we've had we had $2,800 come in, I believe it was, or something like that, Sunday. So uh, for our debt retirement, and that's over and above the payment that we're going to pay already. Now, personally, I can get excited about paying something off. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't like interest, and I don't like payments. 
Amen. If you like interest and you like payments, I know where you can get a brand new one. Amen. Just come talk to me a little bit later. We'll, we'll help you out, okay? Uh, also, I want to, uh, again, remember everything that's going on. All the information is in your bulletin, so please uh, look the, that over uh, uh, and remember everything that's going on. If you have any questions about that, again, about the other things, see Brother DeVito. There's also a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board for uh, going to see the creation, uh, going to the Creation Museum on the 25th. Uh, at no cost, the cost has been taken care of on that. Uh, it's pretty neat, pretty interesting. <clears throat> Me, I have a hard time getting past a gift shop uh, <clears throat> because they got a lot of neat stuff in there. So, uh, but anyway, but if you'd like to go, please sign up for that so that we can see <clears throat> how many uh, how many are going. Which brings me to please continue to pray for Brother uh, Huffman. He's uh, home, doing well from his surgery. It w everything went good. Uh, of course, he had knee replacement, but he's hoping to go and be our guide for the Creation Museum on the 25th. Pray for him. You know, I, I mean, he knows who, his body, so uh, let me encourage you to keep him in your prayers, as well as Brother Gary. It's good to see him tonight. Miss Erica, uh, good to see uh, them as well. Please continue to pray for them. Pray for Brother Ron, uh, who's still having some issues uh, Hadn't been here in a few weeks, but uh, doing a little better from what Miss Anita was telling me the other day. So, uh, but keep all of these uh, in your prayers. Uh, there's many on our help list. Uh, please pray for these, um, and 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 I encourage you take time and uh, in your devotions uh, on a daily basis and pray for our folks. Pray for one another. Uh, amen. Pray for one another because uh, one uh, we need to know that somebody's praying for us. Amen. And we ought to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, those whom we worship with. So uh, please lift these up in prayer, and uh, and I know that they would certainly appreciate it. I, a special prayer as well for <clears throat> Brother uh, uh, Douglas uh, Marco Jr. Uh, there in the Philippines. We got a letter from him. Uh, he bought some property, and uh, everything in the sky went up more there than here. Uh, and his, his letter will be out there. You can read it verbatim uh, uh, later. But uh, they bought some property a while back. They bought it from a developer at 19%. And they bought that in with the intention of going back and refinancing uh, at a lower interest rate, which would have been a from $1,000 a month on their payment to $250. Now, that's, that's a lot of money, uh, in, especially in the Philippines. Their cost of living and all those things have went up 300% on their electricity and, uh, and, and to the point now where they can't, cannot afford uh, the $1,000 a month payment. Uh, so they're trying to raise money for, uh, to pay that off. They owe, uh, they paid $70,000 on a $43,000 note. They owe $25,000. And uh, so they're, he's trying to raise that money to where they can pay that off. If they can't do that, they're going to have to, one of their options is to give the land back. And they've already built buildings on it. They've already uh, kind of made improvements to that. And they're using it for their church and their ministry. So pray for him that God will speak to 
the hearts of churches. Uh, we're going to help them, and but we haven't. I haven't come to that place yet. But I'll uh, introduce that to you here in the next week or so. But pray that there will be some other churches. All they need is twenty-five churches that'll give a thousand dollars. Amen. And uh, we've already helped and invested into that ministry. And listen, God didn't. God does not start a ministry in order for that to fail. Uh, and when they come to situations like this, I, I believe with all my heart that God does that to give churches opportunities to be a blessing. God has blessed us. I mean, God says if we have the means whereby we can be a blessing and we open our, not our bowels of compassion, amen, uh, and, and help them, uh, then listen, then God looks down on us because we do not help. And so... Uh, but please pray for him. Again, the uh, letter will be out here. I ask you to read that uh, either tonight or sometime in the next week or two that uh, God will help them to raise that money, all right? Well, uh, let's get your prayer sheets out if you would, and and uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, praying and thanking God for his blessing. God's been good to Central Park Baptist Church, amen? Um, tremendously so. We had a new visiting family here Sunday. Uh, the Thiessen family, I ask that you please keep them in your prayer as well, uh, that God will uh, continue to bless. I pray for all of our guests. It's good to have Brother uh, Brandon Beecher join the church this Sunday. Uh, God's good, amen. But I'm looking forward to folks being back. Good to see the Brother Frank and Ms. Zoe back, amen. I've missed them, and I've missed her, you know, amen. And, <laughs> <clears throat> Brother Frank, no, I'm, but I'm glad to see them back. I'm glad that they had a chance to get away, but it's good to see folks come back home, amen, and, and worship. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, your goodness. I'm thankful, God, that you are faithful. I'm thankful, God, that no matter what we do or how often that we might fail, and we do, Lord, and that, God, that you're faithful, and you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us, God, and I'm thankful for that today. Lord, I'm, I pray for these that we've mentioned tonight, Lord, as well as all of these on our prayer sheet. Lord, we specifically pray for Brother Ron Huffman, Lord, is, is, uh, had need replacement surgery. Pray, God, that you'd be with him and his recovery there at home. I pray, God, uh, as well for Brother Gary and his health, Lord, for Miss Erica and her health, Lord, and, and uh, God, for Brother Maker and his health, Lord, we Pray for these, and, and Lord, there's, there's many others on our prayer sheet, and I pray, God, that we would uh, lift up, Lord, these in, in name, God, every day in prayer, asking you, God, to be with our folks that are sick, Lord. I pray, God, that you would be with our folks that are hurting, and Lord, that you'd help us to lean on you, God, and, and Father, as we do that, 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 Lord, that you would strengthen us, that you would encourage us, Lord, and uh, God, that uh, we will stay the course, God, in these days ahead. I pray, Lord, for Brother Douglas Marco Jr. there in the Philippines, Lord, and the property. Uh, God, he didn't ask for any financial help, Lord, specifically for us, but he did ask for prayer. And God, I pray for him, Lord, that you'd uh, raise up churches, Lord, that you that he could pay that off, and uh, God, and, and not lose that property. God, they've been praying on it, they've been faithful, but because of things out of their control, uh, Lord, they're having, a dip, having difficulty, and so, Lord, I pray for him, God, and help us, uh, oh Lord, as well, to be uh, a blessing and a help. I pray, God, that you would uh, be with Central Park Baptist Church, that, God, that you would strengthen us, Lord, and 
uh, Lord, as we reach out with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and God, that we might see more folks saved, and Lord, more, more folks uh, added to this church, just as Brother Beecher came this coming, this past Sunday. I pray, God, thanking you, Lord, for all of our visitors, Lord, that you've been sending our way. And God, I pray that this coming Lord's Day, that God, between now and then, that you'd help us to uh, call and or, or get in touch with those that we missed this past week. And God, that we'll have a wonderful, wonderful, spirit-filled day this coming Sunday. God, that you'll send us lost people and they'll come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. The Lord, that we'll see folks added to this church through uh, a letter, Lord, through statement of faith or baptism. God, I I just pray, Lord, that you'd open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. And God, that we'll use those blessings, Lord, that we might reach out even further and even better with the, a, a, the gospel witness, Lord, that we might see others come to know Jesus Christ. Lord, so we thank you, God, for what you're going to do. Bless our people, Lord. Thank you, God, for their faithfulness tonight. I pray that we will always continue to choose that better thing, Lord, in, in our worship. And I'll, I'll give you praise for that. Bless this offering. Lord, we pray, God, that you'd bless the gift and the giver. Thank you for those that are involved in our debt retirement. I pray, Father God, that, Lord, that you'd please help us to get that paid off, Lord, even uh, Lord, even in three years, God, if that be your will. I pray, Father, that you'd, uh, God, make a way, and, Lord, we give you praise for that. Lord, thank you, God, again for your blessings. Bless this offering because it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and ask all these things. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Thankful to be part of the family of God. Amen. So we can be a little informal, can't we? Because we're family, right? Amen. Please join us in singing hymn 542, hymn 542, the family of God. Then please briefly greet your family members at the, at the conclusion of this hymn. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family.
please greet each other at this time. First Samuel, <laughs> First Samuel 18, y'all got awful quiet there for a second, First Samuel 18, and we're going to read the first four verses, we're, gonna, we're not going to get very far, but that's okay, I'm not, I, I don't want to get in a hurry when, when you study the Word of God, amen, I want to see what all we can dig out of it, and uh, things that will help us and, and strengthen us. So uh, as we look at chapter 18, we're moving right through on the, on the life of David. And, and you see, found your place, amen. amen. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Notice that Jonathan just over here listening. He's talking, David's talking to Saul. He's not talking to Jonathan. Jonathan's just listening to what David says to Saul. Let's read it again. And it came to pass when he had made an end, end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit, and we're going to talk to how that happened, was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would uh, let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword and to his bow and to his girdle. Father, we pray that you'd bless the study of your word and help me to, uh, to present the message, God, in a way that would bring honor and glory to your name. Help me, Father, to again stay in the context of the word of God and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Anybody here never want to be a success? Anybody, nobody like that. I mean, everybody wants to be a success, right? Yeah. I mean, when you ask a young boy or girl, I mean, there was a commercial on this years ago, uh, and they were talking about how that when you ask a little a, a boy or a girl when they when they grow up, what do you want to be? Well, I never heard one of them say, "Well, when I grow up, I want to be a failure." Or, when I grow up, I just want to be average and mediocre. You never hear them say anything like that. Uh, they don't ever say things like, well, I want to be an underachiever. <laughs> no, no. Anytime you talk to a boy or a girl about uh, what they want to be when they grow up, I mean, it's, uh, you know, or used to be doctors, lawyers, even the pre a preacher was in there year in years gone by. They, but, I mean, nowadays you talk to them, they want to be something uh, that has the connotation of being successful. I mean, everybody wants to be a success. Even nowadays, most, I mean, if you ask folks in here, nobody here wants to be a failure. I mean, and, and we see this. And Now, of course, there's a lot of things that go along with being a success. Some of the things that go along with being a success, you welcome them. Some of the things that go along with being a success, they're not so welcome. 
Amen. I mean, there's different things. And in, in fact, David found this out right after his victory with Goliath. And the things that David experienced after his victory over Goliath, they're not unique to David. I mean, they have happened to everybody that has ever experienced success in some form or another. The things that David faced, everybody has faced them. All through history, and we're going to see this. Some were bad, some are good, some are welcome, some are not so welcome. And, if, and by the way, if we're not prepared for what comes, then that the things that come will turn that success into a failure. Y'all still here, say amen. Um, in fact, if we're not prepared for the, the unwelcomed e- events or experiences that come with success... Uh, and if we don't respond to them in a biblical or godly way, then failure is going to follow. Okay? Uh, and so the first thing I want to show you is in verse 1, and, and, and these, this is something that was welcomed uh, for, with David that came as a result of his success or victory over, over Goliath. If you look in verse 1, it tells us that and it has to do with Jonathan, who is Saul's oldest son. And it tells us the soul of Jonathan was knit with uh, the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Now, you're going to see a friendship that starts here. And, and, and you know this, I think, as I do, that, that good friendships do not come by accident. They do not. Verse 1, look at it again. It tells us that Jonathan loved David as his own soul. I mean, they were kindred spirits. Now, we have heard this saying, well, opposites attract. We've all heard that. And that may be true in some instances and in some areas, but not here. In fact, this is one of those birds of a feather flock together kind of thing. Okay? Because David and Jonathan were attracted to one another because they had the same character traits. All right? They were both of, they, I mean, they had high character, high quality uh, uh, character in their lives, so they were drawn to one another. The same reason people of low character are drawn to people of low character. Amen? Uh, birds of a feather flock together. For one thing, I want you to see about this, that both Jonathan and David, they had a fearless spirit. All right? Jonathan, and if you look back in 1 Samuel 14, and I don't have time to go back and, and go through all of it, but Jonathan shows this when years earlier when he, if you don't remember, single-handedly he went back and, and, and fought the Philistines and, and he won a, a great battle, won a great victory over them at Michmash in 1 Samuel 14. In fact, if you read there, you'll find that some of the army of Israel, they were, they were fearful about the battle. Sounds pretty familiar is what's going on here. Uh, in fact, some of them even deserted. They ran away. Uh, and, and so when Jonathan saw David run toward Goliath, he, he sees this in, in battle. I'm sure that he thought, man, this guy is fearless. This guy, in fact, we know that he was a warrior because we see that description early on in the book of 1 Samuel. And so we, we're seeing this very same thing. And, and Jonathan is listening to David as he talks to Saul. So when 
So when you, you, you see this and, and he's witnessing all these things, Jonathan's spirit begins to knit, and we're going to get to this in a minute, uh, knit to the soul uh, of David. Now, when, think about this. When you won't find a noble person or a courageous person or a fearless uh, soldier, we'll just use the word soldier here since Jonathan and David are soldiers, you won't find one of these type of men, somebody who has a strong sense of patriotism that has a whole lot of affection towards somebody who is not. You're not going to see somebody who, that's a strong patriot kind of a person who is fearless in their patriotism go over here and, and really have a lot of affection for somebody that's over here burning a flag. Right, right, right. Amen. Right. Listen, you know what? Birds of a feather flock together. Uh, both these guys were, were the, the kind of men that were, had a fearless spirit. Now watch, because both of them were God conscious. Think about this. Both of these men lived a God-conscious life. They, they both looked for, uh, to God for help. Um, you, you can see it here. They looked to God for help in, in battle. They both knew their strength was in God. Listen, if we have strength to accomplish anything today, it, it, it's in the, the, the strength comes from God himself, the Holy Spirit of God. He's the one that gives us the strength to do what we do. Amen, and we see that here. Listen, when David went to battle, in fact, look in 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, and look back in verse 37. When David went to battle against Goliath, if you remember, he told Saul, he said, the, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Listen, you know what's going on? He's God conscious. Then when David talked to Goliath in verse 45, look there, he still put his emphasis on God and said in verse 45, he said, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Guess what? He's being God conscious. He realizes that it's God who gives him the victory and the one who is going to give him the victory over uh, uh, Goliath when he goes to fight him in battle. Now, if you go back to 1 Samuel 14, turn back over there with me. We talked about that just a few minutes ago. If you, you find this, we're talking about they had a, both of them had a fearless spirit. Jonathan, in chapter 14 and verse 6, told his armor bearer just before he attacked the Philistines by himself, he said, it may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. Listen, I'm telling you, he was God conscious just like David. Now look ahead to verse 12 in that same chapter. When Jonathan saw that the victory was in hand, he said in verse 12, Come up after me, here it is, for the Lord that delivered them into the hand, or hath delivered them into the hand of Israel. So again, he is still God conscious and he's given God the glory and, uh, uh, for the victory that he is giving. Listen, God help us to be God conscious in everything that we do. God help us not to make decisions and, uh, without the help of God. And, and if we do that, listen, God will take care of us and we too can be God conscious in everything that we do. Amen. Look to 1 Samuel chapter 23. Here's another example of, of Jonathan being fearless. 1 Samuel 23 and verse 16. 
he showed that he's as God conscious in his relationship with David. And I'm just going to skip through here. It says, Jonathan went to David, and it says, and strengthened his hand in God. You see, Jonathan and David, again, they had a kindred spirit of being God conscious by relying on God for victory and keeping God in the center of their actions. And it gave them a strong relationship and it gave them a strong friendship. I I don't know about you, but I enjoy hanging around spiritually like-minded people. You know why? Because the Bible says iron, come on, iron, sharpeneth iron. Listen, I'm telling you, I want to hang around somebody that'll help me in the same direction that God wants me to go. Amen. Amen. Think about it. Listen, if, so if you want to have godly friends, then guess what? Then you yourself is going to have to be godly. Amen. Amen. But if you leave God out of your life, then don't be surprised if godly friendship is left out. In fact, when I was uh, preparing for the, the lesson, I thought, you know, if you are only a, what I call a marginally spiritually minded person, then don't be surprised if the godly friends that are around you don't stay around you. Because how can two walk together? Except they be agreed. I, I, I'm a, I get around people that are lost or people that are saved and out of the will of God. And, and, honestly, and I'm not saying this about me, but I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I mean, if you ever got around somebody that's maybe saved and out of the will of God and try to have a conversation with them? When you're trying to do the right thing, I'm telling you, it's like pulling hen's teeth. Amen? I mean, it's an awkward silence. I don't know, kind of like now. Yeah. (laughs) But listen, if you want to have godly friends, be godly. That's pretty simple. Well, we're seeing this with David and Jonathan. Jonathan was not only fearless as David, but Jonathan was generous. Uh, In 1 Samuel, I'm just going to give you these verses and you can... Write them down. But Jonathan was gracious for Samuel chapter 20 in verse 3. God help us to be gracious. Uh, uh, Jonathan had manners. That would, you know, go a long way nowadays. 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 3 through 6. Man, listen, there's not much, not a lot of people show good manners these days. I can still go, I still remember growing up, my mom or dad, if they ever caught me talking to someone uh, that was older than I am, and that was the rule of thumb, if I didn't say yes, sir, or no, sir, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, I got in trouble. Boy, it'd be good to see some of that nowadays. You talk to some people, and it's like, yep. Huh? I mean, my dad wouldn't let me say that to save my life. I'm telling you, you know, but we see Jonathan had manners. He was also considerate of others. Amen. He was discreet. 
These are all character traits that he had. Listen, it would be good for us to... You know, social media has taken away discretion, if you really think about it. I mean, we put everything on there. Listen, uh, some things people put on there I don't want to know. You know, I mean, uh, listen, I've... Well, I don't want, I won't go back there. I digress. Uh, he was discreet. And you know as I do that gracious people are not drawn to those who are rude, vulgar, or ill-tempered. Yeah. Jonathan was drawn to David for the same reasons that, that we've talked about. He was generous uh, and he was, had a fearless character about him. But notice something else. Look in verse 1. Jonathan's affection for David. And by the way, a lot of people look at this friendship of Jonathan and David and they take it in a direction that is completely blasphemous. Yep, completely. Uh, they were good friends. Jonathan's affection for David was of noble affection. Look in verse 1 again, that word knit. That word knit in the Hebrew word, it means to be knotted, tied together firmly by indissoluble bonds. This, it was, they were, it was like strands of string that, was, that you get all in a knot and it's just pulled tight and there's no way you can separate the two. That's exactly what this is talking about. The, the same term is used in Genesis chapter 44 and verse 30 and it was used to describe Jacob's love for Benjamin. And the verse says this, it says that his life is bound up in the lad's life. And listen, this is the way that we ought to care for one another. It ought to be the same way that we care about the Lord Jesus Christ. Our life ought to be bound up in his. Our life ought to be knit together. And so, listen, it ought to be knotted, tied together firmly by indissoluble bonds. We ought to have that kind of relationship with the Lord. In fact, that ought to be the kind of a relationship that we have with our wives and the wives for their husbands. Yep. I mean, what a change this would bring in our society today and even in our churches. I thank God for Central Park and because of the Spirit here. But listen, I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, we better be careful because that just as sure as we have that close-knit spirit, then the old devil will try anything he can to drive a little, a little wedge. And if he can, listen, if he can get in an inch, he'll take everything. Everything. But I say, not here. And you ought to say the same thing. We see this, that they were not, they were knit together. Uh, notice in verse 3 that Jonathan's love for David was a selfless love. This is another character trait that we ought to have today. Uh, the Bible says that Jonathan loved David, look at it, as his own soul. Now, when you love somebody as much as you love yourself, then you're not going to be selfish. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I mean, uh, in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine, the Lord himself said, Love thy neighbor. How? Yeah, we see that. And we see Jonathan's unselfish love for David. And we see that. In, in fact, turn over to 1 Samuel chapter 23. 
And look in verse 17, because we see Jonathan's unselfish love for David illustrated when, when Jonathan said to David there in that verse, he said, thou shalt be king over Israel and I shall be next unto thee. Now this, and this is important right here. This is, this is something that we, you need to see. You see, because what's taking place here is that Jonathan, Saul's oldest son, is next in line to the throne. Amen. But God stopped that. And the reason God stopped that is because Saul sinned against God. And as a result of Saul's disobedience with God, then God, God took back that dynasty, if you will, away from him. And, and Jonathan is next in line. Now listen, Jonathan could have, and I was telling Brother Marco about this very thing today, Jonathan could have done one of two things. He could have pitched a fit and said, listen, I don't know who that scrawny little guy is out there, but I'm as a, much a warrior as he is. And beside that, I am the king's son. I'm the next one in line, not him. And he could have raised the devil. And I've seen that happen in churches. But you know what Jonathan did? He didn't do that. I mean, Jonathan is selfless. If you look at that verse again. He told, Jonathan told David, he said, Thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto thee. Listen, Jonathan, and it, you, let me give you another verse. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. It says, if any man will come after me, let him deny Brother Shelton. Oh, wait. Let him deny Brother Andrews. Or let him deny Malachi. No, that's not what it says. Let him deny who? Himself. Yeah. Let him deny himself. Jonathan was selfless. Look in verse 4. Now, this is a sacrificial kind of thing. Jonathan, the Bible says, stripped himself of the robe that was upon him, his outer robe, his royal robe, and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword and to his bow and to his girdle or his belt. You know what love does? Love gives. Yep. And Jonathan gave David his own personal robe, his sword, and his belt. You see, what he's given him, he's given him his royal robe. He's given him weapons that were to be used only by the future heir to the throne. In effect, Jonathan is saying, David, here, you're the next king. You're, you've been anointed king. I, how he found out, I don't know. It, I don't know that we, I, I can't find it. But he's telling David, you're the next king, not me. Here you go. Right, right. And you know what? That is us. You talk about a sacrifice, but that is selfless. He is giving him his royal garments. And watch this. That, that, the, the thing that Jonathan is doing here is a great illustration of the work of Christ as he provides the gift of salvation for me and you. Think about what he has done. Isaiah, turn over to Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 61, we're seeing a picture with Jonathan and David 
of what the Lord did for us in providing salvation. It says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Watch, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. Whose garment of salvation and whose robe of righteousness? It was the righteousness of Christ. Listen, he took off his robe of righteousness and went out and gave it to me so that I could be of royal blood. Amen. Listen, and he has done the same for you today. And I'm thankful that we have a God that loves us that much. This one, selfless and sacrificial. But we today, listen, God help us to get out of that selfish stage. No, we get sometimes go, we get so tunnel visioned, do we not? And we can all say amen. Amen. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ put his righteousness on me, just as Jonathan gave his his royal garments to David. Look in verse 3. It says, Then Jonathan and David made a covenant. (laughs) That's so neat. Because he loved them. As his own soul. Now we saw this covenant in the word knit. Remember? Let me go back and read again what it means. It means to be knotted, tied together firmly by indissoluble bonds. Now we saw that word knit demonstrated. But we, they, they took it a, another step. They made a covenant. Jonathan and David made a covenant with one another. In fact, it's mentioned three times here in, in Scripture. It's mentioned here. It's mentioned in 1 Samuel chapter 20, and it's mentioned again in 1 Samuel chapter 23. Listen, I'm telling you, these guys were serious. Have you ever had a good friend? Man, I have. I have have a few friends, one sitting on the platform with me. Listen, I'm I'm talking about a spiritual, godly friend. I've, I've, I knew I've had one friend that was really, really close, gone home to be with the Lord, and some of you know him, Brother Alan Hatch. Yeah, yeah. Good friend. Right, right. We were uh, close friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we did a lot of stuff together. Yeah. And, I, uh, and, and, but, and he knew things about me that nobody knows, only my wife. <laughs> and we were still friends. Yes, yeah. Yep. I knew things about him. Listen, but we were friends because we had things in common. We loved the Lord. Listen, he's a a, a preacher of the gospel. Listen, we could talk about the things of God and we could share things. I could share things with him about the blessings of God. And listen, and he he wouldn't pipe up and say, well, I don't know why God bless you. I'm just as faithful as you. No, wait a minute. But we would, we would enjoy the blessings that God was bestowing upon one another. We, we could just enjoy it and just say, praise the Lord. But then we could also share bad stuff. I, I don't know how. I, I would tell him oftentimes, he would tell me some of the horror stories of evangelism. And I would say, man, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, go and preach for, drive 14 hours, preach for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and, and get a love offering of $150. I don't get it. I say, man, and you know what he would do? If they called him, he'd go right back. And you know why he did it? Because love gives. 
because he loves the Lord. Listen, do we love the Lord that much? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we, we, love, we love him when it's convenient. We love him when it's easy. But I'm telling Jonathan and David, they loved one another with a sacrificial kind of love. And they made a covenant. Now watch. This covenant represented commitment, dedication, and loyalty. And the result in it was steadfastness. Um, it wasn't just words. It was deeds. It was actions as well. And we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit later about Jonathan. Uh, but Jonathan, listen, he was loyal to David. That's something else we could use a whole lot more of today, loyalty. Uh, there's not much in that today. But listen, God help us to be loyal to the Lord. Listen, I'm, I, I, I think about loyalty often, and especially in ministry. Listen, God help us to be loyal if we do something, let's, if, we, if there's one thing that we do, let's be loyal to our Heavenly Father. Listen, why? Because He gave us all that He could. We've got to learn to be committed. Uh, we've got to learn to be dedicated, steadfast, and loyal. Jonathan never broke. Have you ever uh, tried to be loyal or, or committed to something and get criticized for it? Yes, I did. Yes. Yep. Jonathan never broke his commitment or, or his covenant with David. Even though Saul, Jonathan's dad, criticized David to the nth degree. Threw javelins at him. And, then, and, and Jonathan would even said, and I paraphrase, you know, Dad, what, what's he done to you? He's just trying to do the right thing. And you're, why, why are you trying to kill him? In fact, Jonathan even went and told David once about what was going on. Uh, but David, was, or Jonathan, was always loyal to David. If you look in 2 Samuel chapter 9, you see a little glimpse of, of David's loyalty to Jonathan. Even after Jonathan was already gone, uh, it says David asked this question, Talking about keeping the covenant, he said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Look at the last words. For Jonathan's sake. Yeah. This is how, you remember Mephibosheth? Yeah. The crippled son of Jonathan. Listen, when he found out that Mephibosheth was still alive, David sent for him. And he did that because of his love and friendship that he had with David or with Jonathan. Listen, you know, that real love is steadfast. Real love is dedicated. Real love is loyal. Real love is commitment. Uh, we talking about this with John and Sarah a while ago. Real love endures all things. Real love never fails. I'm, we see a picture right here. And a lot of folks today talk about love, but true love is just a suggestion anymore. Um, and it's seeped into our churches. And not many today knit themselves to serving God the way David and Jonathan bound themselves together in friendship. And, and it's our love, that, listen, it's our love for God that's going to play a major part in determining how loyal we are to God. It's our compassion for God 
that has a lot to do with our commitment to God. I heard a preacher preach the other day, and I thought, man, that's a pretty good thought. But he preached on compassion and how the Lord used it. And, and anytime you read about compassion in, in Scripture, there's a little three-letter word that followed it, and it's the word and. Because Jude 22 says, having compassion, making a difference, and. You go and read the word compassion, look it up, and see how many times, I think it was like 19 times it's mentioned, and out of those 19, 17 of them, the little word and follows. In other words, that person had compassion on him, and he did something about it. You know, if we have compassion on lost people, we're going to have to do something about it. And. So is compassion really compassion if there's not an and that follows? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of inclined not to think so because some have compassion making a difference. I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference in people's lives. I may not be able to make a difference in the life of, you know, thousands, but like the little boy in the starfish, I can make a difference in that one. Listen, can I encourage you between now and Sunday, find one person that you can make a difference in their life. Um, Have compassion on them. Love them and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, uh, their souls may depend on it. So God help us. We have Thursday, Friday. We only have three days. If we knew that the Lord was coming back Sunday, how would you spend your time? Three days. I'm, I'm fearful sometimes, some, uh, you know, some folks, lost people, man, they wouldn't even think twice about the spiritual aspect of it. You know, we'd be, they'd be buying stuff, running their credit cards up, all this kind of thing. But you know what we really need to do? Tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our job. Our, our job is people. I was telling Brother Marco this afternoon, we sat around, sitting talking, and, and I said, if there's one thing, one thing that will solve the problems in a lot of ways, it's a one-word answer, people. You know, I mean, the Lord's made heaven a big place. I think it's up to us to try to fill it up. You know, how do we do that? Have compassion, make it a difference. Father, help us. I pray, God, that you'd speak to our hearts. and.